broadcasting from Northeast Florida. This is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Here are your hosts, Captain Don Taylor Jr. and Captain Ty McNeely. Not that... I think... So, hold on, let me stop you there just one second. You said it's, it's the drive to know the in and out of for you to catch a fish. Right. Why, why can't you do that with a spinner reel or a bait caster? Because every now and then you get into a group of fish that won't eat anything. And you might have come across it. I'm sure you have. But there are sometimes that... A few times. You're right. There are sometimes that are fish that you throw every lure that you've caught a fish on every day of the week and they just won't eat it. And you see them eating these little... I mean, especially during flood tide season, you see them eating these little flies and crickets and all this stuff off the top of the grass. And during flood tide season, I mean, they're, I mean, it's different. They'll eat a pogey, they'll eat a gulp, they'll eat some stuff, but sometimes they'll, sometimes they don't want to eat it. And it's like, why, why do they want to eat that? And I was like, okay, and I started listening to some of these flood tide guys and, and how they're fly fishing and what they're eating and, they're throwing these little tiny lures that are, are, you know, they got hooks the size of your thumb on there, and these red, they're catching great redfish, not just like little dinkers or nothing, but they're catching great redfish on fly rods, and they're eating little tiny baits that aren't. So let me, the, so let me stop you there then. So in essence, what you're saying is, I could take my spinning reel, and I could go down to eight pound braid and tie on a eighth of an ounce fly and accomplish the same thing. Maybe I don't. I don't know if you could get an infinite. I but think. Is I that think the, the reason. Premise, I think the reason they're using a fly rod is because you can't get an eighth of an ounce um, lure out that far. Oh, well, maybe I'm wrong well, with I that. Think. But uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. That uh, is, yeah, that is the same principle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not. Remember the old bass poppers. No, no, hold on. I'm just. Well, what we're talking about is, I'm just trying to discern. You know what the. I understand there's a challenge part of it. I get right. that definitely, as far as the technology is concerned. Yeah, but not, it, right. but, I, but I've seen some dudes on on you know boats that are that are catching 300 pound sailfish on fly rods, which I don't understand. But right. but my point is, you know, he's, he's saying that certain you know fish won't eat certain you know type baits. You know, it's like I guess maybe like we throw a paddle tail or right. a, and I don't and I don't. So my thing is, could you put an eighth of an ounce fly on on your spinner reel and throw it and, it, and accomplish the same thing? You're, you're a fly guy. Well, maybe, but uh, presentation's a key, right? Yeah. And that's, and you know, I don't know. I, I can't. My point is, I, and I'm just playing devil's advocate because I don't fly fish. I mean, you guys, Kim, we talk about it on here all the time. And I, I make no bones about it. I think it's just old, antiquated, and I just don't understand the whole whole. Uh, you know, what, that's like hitting a persimmon wood driver or hitting a uh, you know titanium Callaway. I mean, it's just. Well, like we were talking is, about earlier off air, where you were talking about throwing throwing a lure in hitting them in the f- basically like throwing way out in front of them and not working and throwing it hitting them in front of the face mm-hmm. like sometimes they're sometimes the fish just won't eat it and sometimes that's fish it, in general though right and and that's what i'm saying like sometimes it's just fish in general they they don't like, but, but if s- they have s- any type of any type of abnormal uh, vibration but are you around saying, them, saying that you can give them a different presentation with the fly rod then yes yes okay we'll say that right then. that's oh, i'm sorry <laughs> okay okay I'm, but, just, no, I'm just asking to make sure I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude i just want to make no, sure no, i'm no. understanding what you're saying then you know what i mean I right just, and that's what i'm saying the the presentation of the lure because nobody's been able to really tell me 
Right. What I think is that the presentation of a fly rod lure when it lands on the water is not nearly disturbing as a regular lure when it hits the water. No matter what weight you're throwing, it's it's so minute when it hits the water. And when it falls, you have it, it really doesn't even basically attract their attention. The tie, I couldn't accomplish the same thing with some six pound mono uh, with a I don't think 16th of an ounce. Uh, Jighead, no, yeah. you'd probably have to go down to probably four pound mono, yeah. and four maybe six and. I'm just, um, I'm just asking because I don't. Maybe, just, well, the, the the plastic and the lure, the 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 fly tying material is different than a plastic. See, first of all, you so, know, first of all, today's society, you know, I mean, I'm not knocking you because I don't. No, go not, ahead. A lot of guys do things because they think it's cool. Yeah. A lot of guys do it because they say, hey, I'm a fly fisherman, you know, yeah. or I'm a... No, I don't, know, whatever. Care. I don't care about any of that. I know you don't. I'm not saying yeah. you, but so yeah. that's my point because yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot, lot of guys, guys that I've asked and I've asked on here and stuff. They don't have any idea reason why. Mm-hmm. They don't even know. They don't... Well, they don't here, know. I had a kid the other day on my boat. I fished with the guy who owns uh, one of the uh, boat dealerships here in town. His son was 15. He brought his fly rod. Well, it's blowing 25 miles an hour. Right. And we're like... Yeah, good luck. Why? You want to throw no, that? That's right. a he's back there. He's right. back there. Yeah. He's like he's in a spider web back there. He's yeah. all you know. He's all like, wrapped up. Have a fun yeah. yet back there, Carson? He's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, knock yourself out, brother. Right. I, yeah. think, I mean, his dad up there jacking him, you know, and he's all. I'm yeah. just like, why? I've yeah. heard a, a couple no. of schools of thought on it. One being like it's a new challenge. Not that, not that. Um, like a good friend of mine, by no means has he mastered inshore fishing with spinning reels, bait casters. Not, not many you of want to call. Uh, not many of us ever will. Yeah, but. It's a new challenge. And then for other people, um, well, kind of on that same thought process, you almost have to work a lot harder to, to catch the fish because you can't. You come from a power fishing background. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you do a lot of fly fishing. You He's come power from power stroking background. Yeah, yeah power stroking background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever it takes. No baby carrots around here. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Nah. These yeah. are full-blown carrots around here. Full, yeah. full yeah. real carrots. Yeah. These are, these are um, Bugs Bunny style. Dig deep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's right. Dig deep. Bunny. That's right. Um, yeah. Left turn at Albuquerque. Absolutely. Meep, meep. I think, so. I think when, when you're fly fishing, uh, at least from what I've seen, you, you work a little bit harder for the fish. It makes it that much more sweeter when you actually land it. And I know in the in the podcast you, with um, Vaughn Cochran, he was talking about, um, and, like, the next step up for that would be when, like, when you when you tie your own fly, you catch right. your fish on your own fly. More it's often than not. Self-gratification, basically, yeah. he was saying. I it's get a, Yeah, well, more often what, than what not. He, what he said was you could put two flies in your pocket and go out and fish with that. Yeah. That's right. what you've got mm-hmm. for the day. Right. So right. it's it's more of a simplistic approach. I, I guess, guess it'd be, that's, it'd be that's the equivalent of taking out, picking out two plastics and saying, "This is what I got for the day." I do it. Right. I mean, I have certain lures that I've never caught a fish on, and I'll, I'll tell you what one of them is, and you're probably gonna go, "Are you serious?" A gold spoon. What? <laughs> I have thrown my my right shoulder out throwing a gold spoon. I was in Steenhatchie just recently for eleven days and made a point to throw a gold spoon half the day. Watching the boat right next to me, you know, y'all know Brad uh, Hoffman, Opie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. catching redfish on a gold spoon 
and I'm throwing this bitch myself and can't even get a one to sniff it. I've been there. I've yeah. got, been, I've I've got been, pinfish I've thrown, I've heard so many guys, uh, dude, a can't gold spoon. Gold spoon works so well, and oh, I've, no. I've, me yeah. and Will have thrown gold spoons so many damn times. Fish. You know how many fish I've caught on a gold spoon? Big old Zero. You know what I've caught? You know what I've caught like on a gold that, spoon? That's Seriously, I've, I've caught never, trout on. A, I'm out there yeah. fishing and caught <laughs> yeah. a freaking trout on a gold spoon. But. Uh, uh, spinnerbait on the other spinnerbait. hand. Spinnerbait. Oh, oh yeah. That was or, a chatter, my, or a chatterbait on the other hand? No. Yeah, I can catch them on spinnerbait. For a while, a spinnerbait was my go-to. Especially now, I never, high water and grass. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I never yeah. caught anything on a gold spoon, but I could throw a spinnerbait, and I could catch that redfish. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got buddies in Louisiana that'll fish a spinnerbait with an actual mud minnow as the trailer. Well, I do that right. too. I mean, and yeah. they call them cockahoe minnows or whatever. Cockahoe, cockahoe. Yeah. Yeah. Mama chogs. I, I never heard of that. Yeah. When I fish flounder, for instance, oh, yeah. I've got a uh, Mister Coxie makes a, a inline spinner. I, I, everything I throw, like you said earlier, everything I throw is weedless. Mm-hmm. I mean, people if they first meet me and they're like, "What are you doing?" I, I don't throw any jig heads. I mean, ties <laughs> fish me now for a while. I got six jig heads in my box. Maybe people. <laughs> maybe I fish yeah, differently I than folks. You know, I'm not sure, but. Uh, you know, I don't fish around the oyster bed. I don't fish beside the grass. Either I'm fishing in the grass. In the grass. Right. I'm fishing on top of the oyster bed. On right. the oyster. Hey, I, I know a lot of guys are trying to throw beside of it, and that's just if not If you're me. not getting hung mm-hmm. up, you're not, you're not fishing, fishing in the right absolute, spot. You know, well, that's you know, how we are. And I first met him, he was like, you know, he, he, was, a, he was an exposed jig head guy. And I was yeah. like, man, I've got my you know, quarter ounce or eight, eight thousand pins, and I'm like right yeah. in the center of the oyster See, bed. You know, that's and, what's funny between the two of us. Is He's a jig head guy. Uh, I'll throw a jig head all day and never get hung up. He'll throw one every single cast, right. and you get a creative string of cuss words after that. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, but isn't that weird though? How you know how that works though? Yeah. Because if I throw a jig head too, exposed yeah. jig head, yeah. I'm gonna get hung. Out. It's, oh, it's yeah. gonna be a, a, a blade of grass will fall out of the sky and land on my. Right. You know, so it's gonna get caught, and I'm gonna get yeah. it right to the boat and be a 15 but inch strand of grass the, the, on it. The beauty about you and I, Don, is whenever it's time to tournament, when we're money fishing, mm-hmm. we come together. Oh, I mean, yeah. we fish the same way. It doesn't matter if it's you know, one way or the other, this way, that way, whatever. That's what we do. Yeah. And we're fairly decent at it. Um, well, no, it's funny. He and I pre pre fished a while, you know, a month or so ago. And I, don't I, like I guess I do it, and I don't realize I do it, but I was on the front of the boat and I'm talking to myself and I'm theorizing in my head, you know, why we are doing this, why we aren't getting this result, you know, how can we get this result that we're looking for and all this kind of long, this long stuff. And out of the blue, he goes, What'd you say to me? He goes, uh, that's that's pretty interesting, man. What would you say to me? Or yeah, I think that was about it. I said, what are you talking about up yeah. there? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't. I, I think what I said was, uh, I said, what was that? Say that again. Yeah, because I was listening, even though he wasn't talking to me. I yeah. was listening, and whatever he was saying was pretty interesting. I don't. But it's, it's, he but, does but, it so but much. Me, I do it. About, I do it all the time. But it's me working yeah. through a you know situation, and I'm thinking you know out loud what I'm doing, and, and just trying to break it down to like we talked about earlier. So let's, I won't talk about it real fast. You know how we both talk about you have a creek or a inlet, whatever, wherever you want to fish, your favorite spot to fish, and you got an outgoing tide, incoming tide, and you can watch the fish run out of there on the outgoing because they have to come out of there because it's going to dry up and you can't get a bite. Right. But yet they'll they'll absolutely smoke it on the incoming. Mm-hmm. You guys experience that all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we, got, a lot, we got a lot of spots like that yeah. that are, you would think not if your average weekender went there and. And was to throw out a bait, you he would be there on an outgoing tide, and he might catch one, two fish, mm-hmm. but he could go back there on a incoming tide with a gulp or whatever it may be, and absolutely slam. 
So. Well, you got to catch them in the kitchen, right? Right. You're not going to get them in the bedroom or right. So living room. Dining. Yeah, and and I don't know if you guys listen. We had a doctor on uh, some months ago, and he br- tried to break down the science behind fish and why fish eat and why they do what they do, and it was really interesting to listen to him. I mm-hmm. mean, up into uh, as shallow as three feet of water, you know, he had a pretty scientific. About the barometric pressure. We couldn't call him wrong because we didn't know. It was well, he had science back it up. I mean, yeah, he, he, had, he had a PhD. Did you hear that one, uh, Will, about Dr. Ross with the barometric pressure? Yeah, I did. Well, I yeah, mean, that was one of the most amazing things I've ever heard in my life. And part of me, I told Ty, I said, this guy, because he may be a this or he may be a that. Does he fish? And he fishes. I mean, he breaks it down for you and lays it out scientifically. I mean, I'll tell people now, and they're like, he's full of crap or yeah, you're yeah. full of crap. And, and, right. but, in, in my experience... The, the biggest driving factor, well, just to follow up on, on what the barometric pressure, what he was saying, in my experience, the biggest driving factor is tide. Mm-hmm. Second well, biggest yeah. driving factor would be pressure. And, well, as, assuming baits, that, you know, all the other necessary elements mm-hmm. are there. Because we've been out on crappy days. We've been out on bluebird skies, you know, in front of a storm, after a storm, you know, prefrontal, postfrontal. And you guys are talking about that. They all mm-hmm. kind of run together after sure. a while. Yeah. But we will absolutely wax them prefrontal compared to all other times. Like if it's a, a for for me and Taylor anyway, outgoing tide prefrontal, we will absolutely wax them. Yep. Um, so what you got to figure out so is so you don't have any luck on the uh, the postfrontal. But not what, so not so much, honestly. No. But what during that prefrontal condition, where you're at is making those fish bite. There, there has to be something that's there. Yeah, what's different on that's the prefrontal during that prefrontal? The postfrontal has uh, to be something. You know, I haven't be able, I haven't been able to really nail it down other than uh, change in pressure. Yep. Um, I, I, but like you said, the pressure doesn't affect him though. Well, you heard that. Yeah. And the way I he mean, explained it, I mean, he, I mean, I, it's hard to argue with it. Well, I mean, I, when we I say it, we say it, I look like water. I'm a televangelist when I tell people that. They're like, what? The, you know, you're, 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 <laughs> yeah, you're out of your I mean, mind. <laughs> you know, but the reality of it is, I mean, the way he explained it, I mean, it would take a Category 5 hurricane to come through the area five days straight yeah, for to, to change one bar of atmospheric, atmospheric pressure so the fish in five foot or less of water would even realize. Wouldn't even know what's happening. Wouldn't even know what's happening. Yeah. They said when a redfish, he said when a redfish goes up six to eight or six to ten inches mm-hmm. like that, He's changing the pressure more doing that as opposed to a Category Five hurricane coming across. And I'm I'm looking at but to be to I, be yeah. to kind of qualify my statement. I'm looking at um, sites like if I'm going out sites like uh, Weather Underground or something, and they kind of chart the pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can't honestly I can't say if it's a big change or not, but they'll have kind of a, a graph showing the pressure changes. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about when I'm mm-hmm. talking about a pressure change. So it, it might not be, you know. But it could be, you know, like you said, but it could be the wind, though. No, we agree. It could be the wind. It could be. No, we agree, and Dr. Ross agreed that the the pressure changing changes all other all other aspects of the weather. Well, yeah, it, right? affects, it affects the tides. It affects, it affects the, the wind. It affects, so, you know, a lot of the stuff that, you know, turns, turns the bait up. It yeah. turns the bottom. So, you know, there's I, a, I believe the wind blowing across the water. And creating ripples or whatever waves does more to affect the fish than the pressure, because of what are you saying about the pressure? You know, and the air density and the, the water density and hydrostatic pressure and those things. I mean, I think people, you know, growing up, we, us growing up, you, you get passed on conventional wisdom from your dad, from my grandparents, from your dad, right? And so therefore, we think, oh, there's a front coming. It's got to be this way. 
and, and because it's a front coming, we just automatically assume the bike's going to turn on. But but what's funny is, t- you know, Ty and I, after he told us that, I, first I thought, this guy's maybe quack, you know. So what, <laughs> but what we did, though, in his defense, we went out a couple of days before a front and absolutely whacked him. We went out during the front, 40 degrees, wind blowing 25 miles an hour, I guess, 20 miles an hour, raining, raining sideways, raining like hell. Yeah. and caught five of the biggest slot redfish I've ever caught in my life. Yeah. And I'm telling you the truth. I'm talking 26 and a half to 27, three or four more eight pounds during that when technically, if you look on paper, you shouldn't be able to yeah. scoop a fish during for three when, miles. When yeah. conventional wisdom says you shouldn't right. be right. catching anything. And we did it yeah. intentionally just and to do that. And this was a spot that we didn't have like fish dialed in either. Right. I mean, this was a spot right. that might, you know. And now even still today, you go back to those place, this, this same place on that weather pattern and the fish are there. You go back on a bluebird mm. sky, yeah. they're not there. You catch a small, maybe, maybe slot yeah. fish or a little less, but you go back when the weather's inclement, those big fish show up. <clears throat> and there, there's a reason for that. And well, I think it goes back to exactly what y'all were saying, like I was talking about earlier with that cold weather spot that we were talking about. I mean, I went there and on a day that was 28 degrees with another buddy of mine in one of our holes and caught 25 fish. And 90% of those fish were six-pound fish. And I, I know that sounds crazy, but that's no, literally, no, it doesn't. It's, it's, doesn't, it's literally, it's literally what happened. We caught 25 fish that were over six pounds, or right at six pounds, or, or right over it, and. Me and Will have been back there two times since then. And it's a spot we don't fish because it's a, it's our tournament spot. We know there are fish there. But both the times when we're back, they're, uh, they've been 75 to 80 degree days, and it has never been the same. Let me ask you all this question then. So why do you think people always say, oh, it's getting cold outside. The fish must be going deeper. Um, you've heard that, right? I have. You've heard that? I have. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Wait a minute. One of these guys is a biologist, right? He well, is. Yeah, I'm asking that's right. me. Not me. He, he, should so be you, talk, he should be talking more, but he's not. Yeah, so so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go to him in here. Yeah. But he's just, I, I think you're looking for the thermocline answer, right? No, no, not, no at not at all. Not one bit. So here's, here's where we get hung up. Absolutely maybe. not. Everyone will say, what was the water temperature? Right? Yeah. So what are you reading in your boat? If you're, if, you're, you're only going to get the surface. Surface temperature. You're never going to see right. what's... So if you're in 10 five, feet of water. 10, 15, yeah, but we all, feet. But we all fish, man, five foot or less. Right. Let's, but yeah, be, right, let's be realistic. So. Yeah. Right. But if you're fishing five feet of water. But we're not. But okay. And the surface temperature is. I mean, even during the wintertime, it's what, 60 degrees? It's going like to. It's going to. Well, yeah. okay. Let's just say. Well, it, you've heard. My point is you've heard people say, oh, it's getting colder. The fish go deeper. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've heard so that. So why would the fish why, go why deeper? Why would they go deeper for? Where it's going to be colder. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I can't answer that. Now it's a more, more constant cold. Yeah. So remember that. Well, but my, my experience is they don't um, necessarily go deeper. I think they kind of track. In my experience, they track um, your daylight hours. Like you know, sun's coming up. They're in shallow water during the sun. Yeah. Uh, well, I honestly think they're just more lethargic. I, I think is what it comes down to, and and you just have to figure out those. You have to are pick out more, those. Are, feed are they types. more lethargic, or is it baking out there? You think? I think it's a mixture of both. I mean, I, I don't have all the answers. I'm not no, saying no, that. No, we don't. But I, 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 don't either. I'm just I think it's a mixture of both of not only the bait's not there, but they're also a little bit lethargic because it's cold, and also what type of year or what time of the year it is and well, what here, bait they're going to be what, eating. In my experience, here's the reality, though, to me, and this is how I kind of just view it now. I don't give a crap what the weather's like outside hmm. in my line of work. Um, 
like on Wednesday. doesn't matter if it's raining. doesn't matter if the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour. Go fishing. Uh, yeah, go fishing. Here's the reality to me is fish, they're going to eat. they got to eat. Uh, their biological you know, makeup yep. tells them they got to eat twice a day, most of them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to eat twice a day. Now, it may be 3 o'clock in the morning and 9 o'clock at night or whatever it is, but they're going to eat twice a day for most of them. So the reality of it, the reality of it is, you know, if you know where the fish are at, you can pretty much get them to eat. I mean, you you can catch fish is what I'm trying to say. That's, yeah. like, that's like me. I've got, you know, I did charters. Wednesday, I thought, man, it's going to be a heck of a day. We wind up blistering them. But the point is that fish got to eat. They're going to eat. It's just a matter of getting on them when they eat. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think the whole, like, the pressure and the pre-frontal, post-frontal, they're going to eat during those times. Well, there's a comfortability and that was that's the biggest thing we have to say. If they're comfortable, they're going to eat. Well, a lot, lot of guys will say oh, there's swim bladder this or there's swim bladder that. I mean, I just don't. I never heard. I, I, I don't I, fish I've in deep enough water. Never heard anything about swim bladder. Well, I mean, I, have, I hear it all the time, but I mean, I don't, I don't fish in deep enough water to really affect their swim bladder. Yeah, right. You know? I don't think no. any of us. Yeah, do. I, don't think I, I think the deepest I've ever fished for redfish is like maybe 15 feet. Right. Yeah, people, yeah but yeah. you'll find your bigger fish. And this is something that we talked about. And so your smaller fish, they're not equipped to go in deeper water mm-hmm. because right. they just can't handle the pressure. So if you figure out that magic layer of right. where can a perfect 20, for us, a 27-inch fish, be, for a tournament fisherman, mm-hmm. where can that perfect 27 be? At what depth? He can't go any deeper because it's not comfortable for him, right? He can go anywhere he wants, shallower. He can be in six inches of water or, or an inch of water, Stay but he can't go any deeper, right? And Donnie and I, we have a fundamental difference here when we fish. Donnie's a shallow water guy. He likes to get them. I'm, I'm a deep water guy. I'd rather, I like to fish deep water for redfish. I'm comfortable there. I want to mm-hmm. see them. like you guys. Yeah. Well, my, and my thing is, it's not because just because I want to see them. I feel like if I can see them pushing or if I can see them, guess what? I know I'm on fish. Right. To right. tie on the other hand, yeah. we've done. Don't know. Eight foot. Yeah. Don't, you're out there blind. You're, yeah. right. it's, away, it's, almost like, it's almost like blind casting on a it, fly. It, it could, it's, that's it's what it is. Right. There's no other way around. That's what it is. Now, and all you, know, you can do is pattern them and pattern right. them and know right. that. But that, that goes back to a lot of a bass fishing background, if I'm, right. if I'm not mistaken, of throwing crankbaits and, and drop shots and stuff like that. And, yeah. Right, and, and working ledges. Well, that's and, why I throw a paddle right. tail. I throw a paddle tail, and I'll count it down, you know, and when I, when I first get hit, I'll know what, uh, whether it's three foot or four foot or five foot, and then if I want to change to a hard bait, if I'm not getting a response I want, he'll see me. I go to a hard bait, you know, and I'll work that particular column that I, I want to work, and that's, that's how I start, I start a pattern. But I just don't want to, you know, me, I, I just don't like to fish in water where I don't know where fish are at. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, you can go out there. Keep in mind, too, you're fishing with a live bait. It's totally different. Right. You know, you're going to charter 13 yeah. foot. That's not that deep. Mm-hmm. You're in a tournament. You're going you to throw plastic. Yeah. It's I different. want to be on top of the suckers. I can see them. Yeah. You know? yeah. And interestingly yeah. enough, we kind of added that. Earlier, we said, you know, what's your style of fishing? Shallow water, sight fishing. It's something that we've kind of tried to do because, honestly, especially pre-fishing for the first Florida Pro, I'm not going to lie to you, we struggled hard to find to find fish and um we you know back to the drawing board we were like what why were you struggling to find fish though we could not see the fish we couldn't find them in shallow water um you know nowhere that we had fished before that had that had turned out for us they weren't there and if they were there they weren't eating and you know obviously we weren't catching them 
when they were in the kitchen kind of thing if they were there but um we said what can we do different how can we get some results so so what so what is y'all's uh primary when you guys fish what's your ideal depth you're gonna fish two foot our, our ideal depth is i would i would say yeah two foot yeah, um, shower shallow as your boat can get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, and and that's what I would say. Our main advantages in our boats is that um, we don't have a speed factor or anything like that, or a long range factor in our boats. Our our boats allow us to be in an area that just about I would say fifty percent of the field can't get to. Right. R- rubbish, um, rubbish, kayakers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, we're fishing I mean, with the kayakers. You, right. I mean, if you think so, you're right, if you think about it, we're running a giant kayak with a motor on it. So, I mean, we so, can get. So tell everybody at home. Uh, I don't know. If we've asked you this yet. Tell us what kind of boat you have. What do you run? All that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm running a 17 foot Ancona Copperhead with a um, 60 horse Evner on the back. And what can it draft? It drafts Real, about. I mean, realistically, with a full tank of gas. Full tank of gas. Big, big ass wheel over there in it. Yeah. You know, people. Yeah. Full tank people. of gas, full live well with will in it. Mm-hmm. I can draft about five and a half, six. I have okay. kind of packed on the pounds. So, so yeah. let me ask this Will's, question. Will's so let me ask this question. So give me an example of an area. Let's don't. I mean, let's be specific, but let's not be overly specific on the spot. Mm-hmm. So Mike Hughes can get in 10. No doubt about it. He's seen me do it. I've done it a million times. And you can get in six. So yeah. tell me a spot where. I can go in 10, but you can go in six. That's going to make that much of a difference to me. Just curious. Um, okay, so mm. let's say uh, a good there's example. a lot of guys that will be able to relate to this. So dead low, okay? Sure. In fact, let's, let's do a negative low. Okay, negative, negative low. Okay. Negative low. Negative five. Well, it doesn't matter. Any well, flat. Any yeah, right, okay. It, 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 it don't matter to me. Well, it's not, it's, I'm not even talking about flats. I'm just talking about creeks in general. Okay. 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 Give me an example. So negative low. Okay. Back of clapboard. All right. Uh, you go in all the way to clapboard, make a left hand turn, mm-hmm. and go back in there and make another left hand turn. And I mean, as soon as back you towards, come back towards tidewater, back run it like okay. So you make a left hand clapboard after you get to the Y. Where right. I mean, you either got to go left or right. Yeah. You make another left. You run all the way down to where that big tree island is. You make another left into the and, bay right there. Yeah, into that okay. big bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's pretty damn shallow back there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, in Donnie's boat, arguably. Mm-hmm. He can get to a certain point. If you can go, further, I, prom- I promise can, I can go another five hundred yards past. So Donnie. if you can go in further than he can cast, mm-hmm. that's there's your benefit, right? Because yeah. there's there's everybody's been in that situation where there's redfish are right there. You can see them, but you need to get another. Do you have happen to you though still? Oh yeah. Okay, so here's right. Here's, so I mean, those redfish are right there, but they're you got you need to clear another, let's say fifty to hundred yards before you can even even think about casting. So let me ask you this close. next question then to, to my to my point here. Uh, Go ahead. So you're in five inches of water, mm-hmm. uh, and I fished with guys that have those you know five inch you know five inches water boats, uh, and I've taught a lot of guides. And since we we both know it's super skinny, you're gonna get what? You okay, there, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. You sure about that? <laughs> this segment this is sponsor, episode. sponsored by Fireball. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, y'all asked for. Apparently, it. the gnat over here, uh, the gnat's wings have been clipped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're they're falling off. Oh no, those wings are sprouting, brother. Believe so, me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, you know, you gotta admit when it gets that skinny, you're gonna get one cast at a fish. Right. That skinny. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You get one or two casts. So, fish. my thing is this: I can be in ten inches of water, but a hundred yards further out, mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna get more than one cast of that fish because because I'm a little I'm a little deeper and I have mm-hmm. it happen all the time where I don't and I've been on the other hand of it when I've been up five inches of water one cast boom spooked him spooked the whole school and I'm screwed whereas I've been on a flat in Palm Valley or wherever and flat, you know, school come around in ten inches of water right. I mean trying to rock the boat to make a little sure deeper it keep, water right yeah ten yeah. inches but I, but I think that's where it comes down to this game is a game of luck and chance and also opportunity right because that is How about skill man I mean yeah no I mean obviously it's <laughs> just a right. small factor in right I mean that, I'm just I'm just joking with you no I get it but I mean if that's the that's the advantage that we have and that's the advantage that we key in on is that we can go into a shallow area like that and be able to be quiet and stealthy. Not saying that y'all can't. No, I but w- we can get into those little shallow areas. Well, like I'm that glad you and brought- be able to get into those and get into those schools of fish, and they not even know we're there. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because and be able to get closer and make a more accurate. We've cast. been talking all kind of BS this evening, mm-hmm. and it's been a good show, and I appreciate you guys coming on. But the topic tonight is going to be on what is, in your opinions, helped fishing you as an angler. And the sport of fishing, and on the flip side of it, the con, what is hurt fishing, what is, you know, bad for the fishery, bad for, you know, hurt you as the angler, uh, and bad for, you know, the uh, the whole e- ecosystem and whatnot. Oh, boy. So, yeah, well, you know what, this is that kind of show. So, you know, this is no, gonna be a, you don't like pollution in the water, you know, and that yeah, kind of stuff. I definitely this is going to be a bear. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, but it's, it's a reality, though, that we all have yeah, to, we is. all have to, it's, it's a serious topic, and I, I mean, even on Facebook, I got a bunch of varied responses and mm-hmm. some of them were i could yeah. understand it some of them just kind of just out off the wall um i get it so you know everybody, everybody's got their opinion the first thought that comes to my mind <clears throat> with what had and this can go either way hurt and helped uh it kind of depends on how you want to look at it is social media so 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 will gerard <laughs> yeah. Write it down. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm no. So you're, yeah. so you're pro. That's, that's all I just wanted to just your pros first, and then we'll the, talk about the, so you're, the, your the, pros. Okay, pro, pro. Let's go with social media, the pros. As stewards of the sport, it's brought more attention to it. Of course, you know, you want to, you want to share your love of fishing with other people. You want people to enjoy it. You want to bring attention to it. You want to help people get better at it, you know. Is that why you're doing it? Are you, are you doing it to be egotistical? No. Okay. No. Well, no, you know, I'm doing it because I like just, it. It just asking. brings just me so, certain peace. So the question, Captain Don, in case I missed it, was what has made fishing better or worse? Or worse. No, worse. no my question was what has helped fishing, helped fishing and helped the angler? Okay. And then what has hurt fishing and hurt the angler? Right. In, so, so in this so fishery, however, however you want, right? Well, fishing so, in general. I mean, you know, because we all fish. I mean, I fish it all over, all over the country, but right, I mean, we do. So let's talk about here. That's not. We talk about here. Yeah, let's talk about. So right you know, helped hurt. However you want to phrase it, but the point is, you know, what's, you know, what is, uh, you know, what what is giving the angler an advantage, and what is giving uh, mm. the angler, you know, help so him be a better of, fisherman and that kind of stuff. And the other thing, what has hurt the angler? What has hurt? The fishery, what has hurt the fish, right. you know. So you got is that, that that tier, you know what I mean. So however you want to phrase the well, question, let's t- let's mean you talk about this for a second. Sure. We'll get because because we're yeah, baby. we're twice these guys' age, right? So yeah. we're the not old, twice their age, but yeah, we're the older generation. Speak for yourself. And we'll get a younger generation's point. Hey, of you look pretty good for sixty. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what your mom said. Yeah. Hey, she's a <laughs> nice what, lady. Hey, that's, that's, that's what Katie said. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be careful. Hey, Katie, she's, she's behind me a boat, by the way. No, I promise you. Katie, Katie is taller than me and taller than you. She come over here oh, and put you in an arm bar. How tall is she? Huh? I don't know what. Six, six foot? Hey, well, I, I, I'm just surprised right. that you've been on the show now for an hour and you haven't brought up your other half. Bro, I did bring up my other half earlier. In I said ne- she's a, a nice lady. In a negative connotation. <laughs> I did not. Okay, so tell us about Katie real quick before we get into all this. Tell so us about her. Katie is this beautiful girl from that I met when I was 13 years old. Amazon. This is what you said. Like, wow. also sponsored by Fireball. No, uh, no, 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 she's no, a, no. You said no. she's Amazon, right? 510. No, she's, she's, she's a tall girl. Don't get me wrong, but she's drop-dead gorgeous. Without a shadow of a doubt. Huh? What's she doing with you? Huh? I sure. You look freaking. You look freaking homeless tonight. Yeah. I do. <laughs> okay. I just don't. Anyways, good thing it's radio. So now we say, where'd you meet Katie at? I met Katie. And all jokes aside, I mean, you know. No, no, I'm serious. I, I get. It, I'm just kidding. I, I met Katie through a mutual friend of ours um, when we were in eighth grade. This is the one. This is when you drive somewhere in Fort fishing to drive go see right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Same this, girl. This, same this, girl. No, girl. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, yes. Is this what you? Yes. This I'm was sorry. Fishingfriend.com. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> no. Farmers only. Farmers only. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Same girl. Yeah. He said no first, didn't he? So anyway, how long you Katie been together? Uh, a year and a half. Okay. So I met her when I was I met her when I was thirteen. We dated for I don't know three or four months, eighth grade. You know. Wow. Serious. Yeah. BS. Right. BS. Middle school nonsense. And then yeah. And then, so we met again at a bar uh, a couple of years ago, and we've oh, been, and okay. it's just been it's just clicked from there. Well, you and know what's funny? Me, me, and, me and Fran, my wife, we did the same thing. Uh, we met like in whatever year it was, and then we actually met 13 years later. Right. And that's another joke. And I saw I didn't recognize her back before the war. Yeah. Who are you? Back before Creek, <laughs> back before Creek Wars. No, she had, so, she knew all this kind of stuff about me. I was like, so Taylor, yes, um, so. good girl. Oh yeah, she's good girl. Oh, what's yeah. her number again? Huh? Can, can she fish? Can she fish? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Eight six seven five three zero nine. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to be giving that's, out that's my number. Good. Yeah, don't be giving out Will's number. Yeah. Eight eight seven zero one zero nine. So, are you looking? Baby carrots looking for some action. <laughs> Newly single, ready to mingle. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I think that'd be a great uh, racehorse's name, Baby <laughs> Carrot. Baby Carrot. Yeah. Hey. Here comes Baby Carrot around the corner. My, right? my new boat's so, going to have Baby Carrot on the side. So I'll tell you what. I'm, that's, that's, that's messed listen, up, dude. Yeah. I'm in it for the Triple Crown. So. From the, listen, <laughs> the Triple Carrot. From now on, I'm hashtagging everything Baby, baby Carrot. carrot. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so, so, so y'all been dating for a year and a half. Does she fish, though? She goes fishing with me if the weather is perfect. Oh, she's a fair weather. Yeah. I know a lot of guys that way. She, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> as much as I am an outdoorsman, Carlos she, Garcia. she's a city girl. And uh, but she bl- she comment, brings comments a, on that back a great equality to my life and and bringing that other aspect of the world. You gotta have it, man. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I, I'm right yeah. there with you. I, I'll, you be, have a, I'll be a hundred percent honest. She's caught a bigger trout than I have. So right, yeah. She actually I can't. Wait, wait, wait is that it. trouser trout or is that just no? Oh, no, no, both. In fact, in fact, both. <laughs> the one eye trout. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about Will. Are you are you wow. single? Will? Yeah. Oh, man. Will's, Will's single, but yeah. it's for good reasons. Good reasons. Good reasons. What, 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 what the hell is a good reason for being single? Does he have his finger up your ass? He can't talk for himself? I mean, what the hell is it? Shut up, shit. What's a good reason for being single? Will's a grown man. So, what, are you single? Huh? 
Oh, he gets yeah. official a lot more. Believe than it, I do. believe that's it cool. or not, so ladies. I, I'm shocked. I'm just walking. Believe I'm, it or not, I know it's shocking. Right? It, it is. I mean, a big, big, sexy baby carrot ginger like you. I'm just so. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. No, but you know, he, no. Actually, you're you're a nice guy. Actually, you're obviously smart. Uh, so you just recently single or been single for a while or what? <laughs> Don't look at him. Why are you looking at him for? I was I was trying to decide if this still counts as recent, but <laughs> it was less than a month ago. Let's put it that way. Yeah. What did, did he uh, did he break up with you or something yeah. or what? Yeah. yeah he, he broke really, it off in him. That's what <laughs> happened. He he really tore me apart. Okay. Know? Let's let's get back on topic. So, but you are single though. Yeah. So you know, never never been married, no kids, nothing like that, huh? No. No. God never been you. married, no kids. God bless you. You know. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Will Will, Will Gerard, uh, baby carrot single. So uh, baby carrot. We'll get his number out here for you a little bit. Uh, Anyways, we're gonna, we're gonna start talking. Hey, I can provide references. But, but anyway, no, anyways, I want to get back on topic here yeah. about the uh, pros and cons. You know, you want people to be interested in fishing, and and as someone who loves the sport, you want people to to know about it and appreciate it, and get out there and try it. Um, but with this influx of people who are, you know, may not have tried it before, or may not have like targeted certain species or a certain manner or whatever like uh i don't know there's a guy what's his name um is he, is he a guide or is he just a fisherman no, or what he's, is he? he's just a guy but he's kind of uh he's brought attention to to less regionally but he's brought attention to like catching big slob snook for example and now everybody wants to go catch a big you're slob not, snook you're not talking about air climbing Okay. Never mind. Anyway, for example, right. no, he doesn't catch big slob snook. I mean, he catches pretty good. He just he just he catches he catches he catches ghetto no, ghetto not. perms. Well, <laughs> ghetto perms. Don't you know, start I, that. I, I get we don't, need, we don't need we don't need any bad right now. No, that's that's his thing. He <laughs> okay. loves perm um Permit? jacks Permit. jacks oh. jacks. Yeah, he does catch some giant jacks. No, no I mean, but I get for, what you're saying about yeah. negativity off of Facebook, but you know, as Donnie and I both know, the way we fish. Your average guy that's looking at Facebook cannot take our photos and say, oh, I know where they're at, and then go there and catch our fish because right. the way we fish for them. Because we don't fish like most people fish. Right. But, but even so, like 99.999% well, of the time when you see a picture of mine on Facebook, it is nowhere near where I call the fish at anyways. Yeah, right. so you take it. You take, take it close to the dock, back to wherever you're putting the boat. Right. So, so what yeah. else, uh, Will? Uh, as far as the pros go, so social media is a pro, yeah. but it's also a con. Yeah, is, no. there any, is there any? Well, like any other pros that you can think of? I mean, you're a pretty smart guy, so mm. yeah. Uh, now that you've drugged this show to a screeching halt, yeah, halt. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, come back yeah, to no, me. Seriously. Okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah. how about you, there, uh, Taylor Overeem? I mean, uh, Taylor Moore. All right. Um, a pro. What, what has helped fishing and what has hurt fishing? What I think has helped fishing is honestly social media and it being put out there as not only a uh, a sport fishing event where you can go and interact with other pros and other people in, in your area, but also get interacted with younger kids and teach them the sport um the cons i believe are the lack of information that people are willing to share about not not just saying that people won't share their spots but you have to realize that this is 
a industry where you didn't grow it. It wasn't yours. So there's no reason to hold it a secret. I understand, you know, holding it um, secret as an event of a, a, a sporting event in that kind of industry. But when you talk about teaching the younger generation, there's a lot of guys that won't give any information whatsoever. Like we were talking about earlier um, off air with people just being so secretive that they wouldn't even tell you, you know, I'm fishing in water and I'm fishing in plastic. So you think think a guy that goes out and uh, spends 80 hours a week on the water, he should just arbitrarily just give his spots up to help? No, I don't. And here's my... No, I don't. But 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 the only reason why I say that... And the only reason why I say that for is because this just just happened to me Uh, last... I'm sorry, week before last, I was at the dock with three clients on board. Mm -hmm. A guy was... had just put in, comes down the dock, and he has two younger kids with him, two young boys. And he comes right up to me and goes, yeah, I want to take my kids out today. I want them to have a lot of action, maybe catch some redfish and some trout. Where should I take them to? Yeah. That's what and, he asked me. And, and, and I understand that. And, and so I was kind of... Here's, here's my... Catch 22 for me. Right. And that's a catch 22. I understand that completely. Yeah, and my, what's and my, the best answer was, my client goes, I got an idea. Won't you hire him like we did? And he can go... Uh, yeah. You know, I, I believe that if you'd have told the guy where to go, he still wouldn't have caught fish there. Well, here, here's my thing on it is is not so much just like I'm not saying like go out and blatantly tell people like, hey, I'm catching fish here and I'm catching them on this and I'm using this lure and I'm using this hook and I'm throwing it at this tide. I'm not I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that the younger generation, those are the kids that are going to substantially change or help what we have going and keep it going. You know, all of the conservation efforts that we're trying to put in place and the whole nine yards, if you're not trying to share the knowledge and help these kids and show them how to catch fish, and not not just kids in general, but even young guys like me and Will, I'm not asking you to tell me what your spot is, but, you know, Share the wealth of information of how you're, like we were talking about earlier, reading. Um, but, isn't it, bio- but isn't that where social media would help them out, though? I mean, I mean can't it, it go on social right, media and figure all that stuff out, though? No, you're you're 100% right. So, social media helps out in some aspects, but there's that one-on-one aspect that some people, everybody learns differently. I'm one of those people that learn from somebody else talking to me, somebody else showing me, or, or hands-on application visually right visually and i'm not like i don't mean to throw out names here but mike darvo for instance that joker as good as a fisherman he is <laughs> i don't know i don't know 90 percent of his spots right. I, I honestly don't i honestly don't but what i do know is that he would pick me up from the bus stop in the afternoon when i got off of school he would pick me up we would go out fishing and he would teach me Every technique out of how to fish a lure. Is he that much older than you are? Huh? Is he that much older than you are? Oh, yeah. He's Mike Darrow is? Yeah. He's Dick Mike. Tyson's good buddy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would show me how to work a lure, how to work a topwater, how to work a grub, how and what tides to fish certain areas, and so on and so forth. Now, he would blindfold me, taking me to a spot, and I wouldn't know where we were. But he showed me what I should be doing 
in the spot, like let's say I went to a spot and I didn't know where I was, but he would show me what I was supposed to be doing in that spot and what aspects I should either use and what aspects I shouldn't. Right. Doesn't that kind of take away of you going out and learning the spots? I mean, honestly, with me, I mean, Ty can tell you, I haven't because I came from the saltwater side. My dad doesn't fish. My grandparents are either passed away or don't fish. Uh, so everything that I have learned in the last five, four years now, five years, has been on my own. Right. I haven't had a guy on my boat not knocking anybody that I would say that would that can fish better than I am, mm-hmm. but better than me. And I haven't had anybody to go out and say, hey, you need to go here, you need to go there. Everything that I've learned, I've learned because I've spent weekends, afternoons, nights, days off on the water learning how to fish. Right. And so agree to I, I agree with you hundred so percent. You put you've put your time in. Yeah, and so what I'm saying is that's why that's why I don't get my feathers ruffled when I hear other guys they make some comments about about me doing this or me doing that or me be, me being given this opportunity and I've taken it. Uh and uh, no. I, don't, I don't get offended because I know what I've done. Right. I, and, I, I know no, how no, I know right. how hard I've worked, and I'm not. I'm not saying that you're knocking me, but I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, I think it's good that parents. First of all, first of all, enough parents don't take their kids out. Right. Yeah, that's, period. That's Whether right. it's fishing, that, and, hunting, right. whatever it is, they need to get they need to get off the Xbox and they need to get off the Playstations. Hundred percent. They need to get them outside and be active with them, spend time with them, and be in the outdoors with them. That that's just a fact. But. I guess what I guess when I put the question last night, in my mind I had. I'd, I'll tell you where I was coming from, as a perspective. Uh, you know, Ty, what do you think as far as what what's helped the the industry as a whole and what's hurt the industry as a whole? And then I'll tell you where. Then I'll tell you. I'll end you know this show up and everything where I was coming from as a you know as a my thought process. Well, I think information is always a key. Right, and, and help if if we, at our age, um, if we don't foster the younger generation, and we don't teach um, the younger generation, then everything that we know is lost. And if the younger generation doesn't teach the younger generation, then it's all lost. So, the biggest thing that can help is all the philosophical. Well, you asked the question. I, I so, think that's what, what is lost, though? So I don't right. understand. I mean, are you, are you telling me that nobody's going to get out in the boat and go fishing anymore because they don't have somebody to foster? No, them? but anything that you learn, you just talked about you going out and you tooted your horn about, I'm out 80 hours I'm a week. I'm my do horn. This. I'm just telling you a fact. I, I go out and I do 80 hours a week and I do this and I do facts. that. And no one on the boat fishes better than I do. It may, it may be all be facts. Facts, yeah. But whatever that is that you've learned, if you don't pass that down to someone, and then you get hit by a bus, it's lost. But aren't you doing that all the time? We, t- we, go, we go charter fishing? Take people on charters? No, I, I mean, if people want to know how we're fishing and how we're doing it, I mean, obviously they're learning. They're paying you for four hours worth of instruction. Exactly. Right. right. Uh, what, I, what I'm honestly getting at is there's going to be a thousand people you take fishing in your lifetime, whether you be a charter captain or just a family friend that loves to take your buddies out, period. And what I'm saying is, there's that one person, either whether they be the same age as you and have kids or whether they be a young kid that's just an avid angler. And I believe that they should have a little bit of guidance because you never know what they can do for the industry. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not about competition. Right. It, it, that mean, doesn't matter to me I, at all. If, if, we're, it's if, we're all, if we're all tournament fishermen, right, right, 
then where Donnie and I fish and how we fish is none of your business. Right. Right. I don't, I don't yeah. care about that. But if we're all fishermen and we're all users of the resource, mm-hmm. right, yep. then we have to be stewards of it. And someone brought that up earlier. First thing, matter of fact, stewards of the resource. So the way we do it, whether I do it differently than Donnie does, Donnie does it different than me. Donnie spent more time than I did. I spent more time. He whatever. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to show people that are coming up behind us. This is how we take care of our resource. Because if we don't, it's going to it's going to go away. Right. Because there's people that don't care, and if they don't, if they're not informed, they don't care. Right. And they're going to dig deeper channels and bring bigger ships, and it'll mm-hmm. be more pollution and more boat traffic right. for the wrong reasons. And that's what I mean by that. And that's why Mill Cove's uh, a mud pit now. Right. So what is the... This whole different topic, but... To to answer your question, what has helped the fishing industry? Technology, social media? Has hurt it. Well, I think it's helped in this aspect. Because if I don't know the fishing community in Jacksonville, I'm new here, I don't know the fishing community. I can get on Google, I can get on Facebook, I can get on Instagram, whatever, and I can find out... What's going on? What are the events? Where are the fishing things? What's the beach cleanups? Where are the river cleanups? What fishing tournaments? What charity events are going on? And I can be pointed in that direction. Sure. That's helped the community. I agree. And you can get in contact with people. I can get in contact with people. I can get in a fishing club. I can get in a fishing group. I agree, I agree right? with that. Mm-hmm. Now, whether the fishing clubs that we've talked about here today are helpful to new members or not, it's irrelevant. It's still, yeah, bringing, that's people, irrelevant, yeah. still bringing people to the table. Mm-hmm. What's hurt the fishing industry today? Social media, right? It's both ways because no one believes anything that anybody says anymore. All right? I got a photo of it. Yeah, but you didn't catch that fish at that photo. That photo was taken in front of the dock at the palm. So what? Right? So it's still that I'm holding this in my back pocket. Um, If we're talking technology, like I said earlier, there's so many advancements today that's helped fishermen. I pilot. Right, uh, yeah. spot lock, yeah. power poles, three D, three D, three D sides. Yeah, yeah. I mean, side scan. Yeah. That's, that's see, that's where I went. I, I first threw the question out there, guys. You that's know, what you wanted to hear, right? Well, it, not necessarily what I wanted to hear because I wanted to hear everybody's opinion. Right. And, and but and it all it all kind of fell in the same category. You know, whether you want to call it social media technology, that's what it is. You know, yeah. and my thing was, you know, you know what has helped fishing. Uh, Yes, social media, the ability to it, obviously it gets the sport out there, it gets recognition for the sport, it generates dollars, it generates you know interest, it generates fishing. Therefore, all that helps the industry as a whole, you know. But what's hurt to me, you know, fishing is also it's like necessary devil. It's 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 technology, you know. First and foremost to me is like Google Earth. I mean, believe it or not, it helps us as a fisherman because it tells us where we can go. Yep. Uh, it, it helps us, you know, go places that we would never, ever go before because we didn't know we could go there. Yeah. So what's that done? That's helped us immensely. Right. But what it's done, it's hurt the fish, the fishing population. because It's, it's hurt the fishery. Absolutely. Right. It's hurt the fishery because now guys are going places they never thought imaginable. Right. You know? And fish have no, they have no place to. They have no sanctuary. They have no sanctuary. And, yeah. and, and along with that same lines is, like you guys have, and I'm not knocking, so don't take this wrong by any means. But guys with the micro skiffs, they can go back now, like you said earlier. Yeah. You can go back 500 yards further where the fish can get sanctuary. Now mm-hmm. they can't. Kayakers can go back there a thousand yards further oh, where, yeah. the, where the fish has sanctuary. Now they can't. So, you know, those are the kind of things. 
you know, I can break it down any further than that, the lures. You know, before back, you know, back in the day, they used to have either a hard bait or a soft bait. Now you've got these lures that look exactly like you pick up any piece of plastic today. It looks, you can buy any piece of plastic or any, now you need hard bait that looks exactly like the hatch, you know, whereas we didn't have that back then, you know. And so that, that's where I was going with it, that there's so many, you know, things now that guys didn't have 20 years ago, even yeah. probably 10 years ago, that we have now available resources at our fingertips. To me, that they've helped us, but at the same time, they've also been really uh, detrimental in a way, in my opinion. You know, the, the laws, another, another thing, you know, how they have, you know, two redfish, one redfish uh, well, limits, red, restrictions. And the so, the whole rest of the state of Florida is what? One redfish? Now? One, one redfish except for us, yes. Yeah. yeah, except for us. And personally, I uh, think it should be back down to one. Yeah, I, I mean, I do too, because I, I don't know how many. What spots hurt my a bit? All right. Wouldn't, wouldn't hurt my and and maybe yeah. we should talk about about that on our WTF uh, fishing podcast. Yeah. You know, um, because it is a WT. You know, it is a what yeah. the f. Like right? why? Or, why did we get why? excluded from that? Or because maybe we were included in it. Well, I well, mean, I, mean, I, I, tell I you feel that. like we're excluded because of the whole rest of the state of Florida. Well, we're, we're not we're actually ex- excluded. Yeah. But we're, no, yeah. what it is? I mean, or, the, oh, the, yeah, the, I the WC and the, and the, uh, the I mean, it's the uh, what is it? The National Ocean Grand. Uh, Southeastern Management Area, NOAA Southeastern Management Association, whatever it is, they they run the four zones here in the state of Florida. Yeah, and they do their uh, assessment every four years. I take four years. Yeah, every four and years. like our next one to be done here is 2020. Matter of fact, yeah. I've talked to biologists, I've talked to people from uh, FWC, you name it. And when they did their assessment here, our redfish population was here, it was thriving, it was. Uh, Way way overabundant, and so therefore, that's why they brought ours up to uh, to redfish. But right. don't think for one second though, it's not about a tourism dollar. Okay, oh yeah, it yeah. is. That's, that's no kid. But, yeah. but like what you're to further your point, Donnie, the it is it is politics. Oh, and if we're not involved as fishermen, mm-hmm. whether you're commercial or residential fishermen, if you pay the tax to have a fishing license in the state of Florida then you have a voice at these meetings. You have a voice inside of these city council meetings and these state meetings, and you should show up. And even if you don't get to speak, your support means a lot. And eventually, someone will be in that position that they'll listen, and they'll do the but right thing. But not to get off topic, though, but that, that was my whole thought process last night and the night before. It was just about how you know technology was kind of like the way I was thinking, how it's helped us so much, you know, like you said, with our sonars we have, and, you know, basically you can watch your lure hit the bottom, you know, you can see what yeah. fish you're fishing, and, and all this even... spot lock and all that stuff that we have now, that makes our life so much easier, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we have to realize people want to, people are the first ones to bitch, all the fishing sucks, you know, you can't catch a fish here, well, you know, I wonder why, because you can keep two redfish, and we've got captains here, and I'll say it flat out loud, we got captains here that will keep, you know, their clients two or three fish apiece, and then they'll keep their fish for yeah. the clients. And Anything I think this legal, or and I think that's it. BS. Yeah. You know, it wasn't well, it wasn't no, intended it to be that way, but and it's BS. I mean, you see it every day on Facebook. They do it. To continue on that thought, um, you know, and I can't say I'm personally friends with them, but I know of tons of people who go out and they'll keep uh, their absolute limit. Like, limit yeah to to the maximum right. every single time they go 
And, you know, that's great. You know, I'm glad that you're... you're you that's can, successful, but at the same time, it's detrimental. But they'll be the it's, next... But they'll be right. the ones uh, yeah, six, right. uh, two years from now bitching about how they can't catch a redfish in yep, Jacksonville. Right. And it goes, like, all, it I'm goes, catching's, all I'm catching is rats. And uh, it goes, I wonder why. Yeah. It yeah. goes beyond redfish, though. I mean, like... It's trout and flounder. Sheepshead. Sheepshead. Sheepshead's a big one. Flounder. I can't yeah. tell I'm you. I'm glad they dropped the sheep's head limit. Me I too. mean, no offense, I'm I'm not that big of a sheep's head fisherman, but there's no at the for... at the same time when you see boats coming in at 15 with limit, 65 sheep's head on right, it. Yeah. you got a 15 limit per person and you know a 65 cap per boat, whatever yeah. it may be. I don't You'll know. You'll never eat that much. Right. You can't, can't eat right. that much fresh. I mean, it's just right. Yeah. And you you're literally. That's and why don't the think sheep... for one second, guys. I, I personally have some really good friends at FWC. Yeah, no, the I mean FWC, we do too. Yeah. They, they troll, you know. They yeah. they troll. That's the first thing they troll oh, yeah. is social media. That's yeah. the that's the way that's, they catch their. That's criminals. how they exactly right. Oh, yeah. That's their number one go to. Oh, yeah. uh, but that's the. I honestly think that sheep say can get way over fifteen pounds. Let's put it that way. And and in that aspect that's the and i think that redfish are the same way that i think that redfish can get way over seven pounds eight pounds at a a 27 inch fish well you know they can if you look and see what's being caught in louisiana and texas right right and it makes you question what we and it makes you question why they're not the same size here you're talking about fish that are coming off the gulf and that's just a whole nother you know right but at the same time i mean the thing is, over there. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a whole stuff. different aspect. Yes, you're 100 percent right. Those fish over there Apple's are gorgeous. super aggressive. They eat everything and anything that, that that comes in front of their face. Well, you got more fish, less food. They're gonna be more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just a whole different, honestly. Uh, right. Less tides. They don't have to work as but hard. If, they don't if burn you, calories. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. in a, in aspect, if you think about it, if they dropped it down to okay. one fish per person, then yeah, it, it would, wouldn't hurt my feelings. Though. It wouldn't hurt my feelings, but it might hurt. The amount of fish you're catching, but that's what I—that I, was my whole technology thing. You know, I just wanted to touch base it, it on would, that. And I don't think it hurt the charter industry. I mean, uh, I mean, as a charter guy, and you, I, I already have that on my boat. As it I is. can't even tell you. I'm in the hurt. last year, in the in the last 365, 12 months, let's just do it that way. Got the serious off. I've probably well, yeah, it did. And that's good. What's the serious topic I know? But I, I might have kept in the last twelve months. Maybe it's because you ain't calling one. <laughs> You, know, three, you don't know how many fish I've kept two, in the last two three, three years fish for clients. I've kept one redfish in the last three years. You don't know how many Donnie Taylor keeps for himself? Huh. Zero. Zero. Right. Big and, old goose. And you know what's funny is all my buddies that I take fish don't want to touch them, don't want to be near them, yeah. don't want to smell them. Yeah. Not. Excluding Will, like my buddies, like, oh, you you can't be a charter fish captain not keeping fish. And I'm like, you might yes, be you right. Can. Yeah. And I'm like, you might be right, but guess what? No, you I, can't. There's. There's a, a aspect of people out there that agree that if you take people, let me tell you something. The first hand knowledge here. If if you take clients on your on the on boat on the boat, and you explain to them, it's not really about me trying to protect my protect right. my area. Yeah. But the reality of it is, reality is this: if you if you take the time and you explain to them about the resource, about how fishing changes in five years, I mean, I, I tell you, if there's two people on my boat, they can keep one fish. Yep. If there's four, I'll let them keep two. Other than that, every now and then again, like matter of fact, a couple of days ago, the only reason why I had one extra fish was because the redfish we caught, his hotel was cut off. Something, yeah, had, something. I saw that yep. picture, and that's the and only that reason thing. why we kept that fish. He's yep. like, that's the last fish we caught, and because he was already, he couldn't hardly even go as it was when we hooked him. And so, um, you know, I just and I have, I have people call me, 
Yeah. Oh, we can keep two fish a piece. Wow, you got the wrong charter, bud. Yeah. I'm just, and I just, and, I tell and, them that. And, and that's the way I operate. Like, literally, I tell you, my buddies, like, some of my best buddies with that I grew up for, I'm long that I've known Will. And we'll, I'll take them out and take them with some of my best holes and we'll catch 10, 12 fish, whatever it may be. And they'll be like, hey, you, you want to have fish fried tonight? No. Yeah. Not 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 even in the slightest aspect. Unless we I don't, go catch don't give me a You know, I think like like people tell you, if you have a if you have a pond, let's say, and you've got a two acre pond and you've got five pound bass in there, and all you catch is five pound bass out of there, you're never going to get bigger bass in there right. unless you take about if you got a thousand fish in there, unless you take about two hundred of those fish out of there, mm-hmm. you're never going to get any six pound, seven pound, eight pound bass. That's yeah. just the reality of it. Yeah. But on the flip side of it, you know, it's just we see it every day. There's captains that keep eight fish. They keep six fish. They uh, and they, they got people that off off the banks. I see them beside me in boats. They keep everything they catch. They it don't matter if he's yeah. fifteen right. or twenty or thirty nine. They they gonna keep them. Right. And, and it so, comes it comes down to also the, the timing you put to find those fish. I but, mean, once you find those fish are, that are heavy fish in those spots, and yeah, they might be your your tournament spots and you have to take some clients there or whatever i do you, I, I did on wednesday right and, like a charter. right and you let them catch Part those right yeah. you let them catch those fish but you damn sure ain't gonna let them take one home because no. yeah. yeah. it's just not gonna happen i'm sorry i mean i love you to death i'll take you another hole and you you may i'll let you take home 120 incher well, Ty, you Sorry. know what? Well, guys, <laughs> I, I think we'll wrap this up. I know it's been, I'm going to be so abrupt here, but I know we've, we've, it's been a good show. It's been a yeah, hilarious show. We've, we've covered, covered yeah. some really good topics, uh, we've, a wide variety of topics. I really appreciate you guys being on, Mr. Uh, William Gerard and uh, Mr. Taylor Moore. Thank you. Uh, team yeah. Full Bush. Uh, oh, no, no, team, no, no, no. Team oh, Hooligans. Oh, 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 team Hooligans. I'm team sorry. Hooligans. Team, baby, team Baby Carrot. Team Baby Carrot. Team Bush. Team Baby Carrot. <laughs> baby baby, baby <laughs> Carrot, Little Nat. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, guys, I appreciate you guys coming on. You guys are welcome uh, to come on the show anytime you want to. And uh, uh, you guys are good guys and uh, smart and very educated. And that's why we like having on the show here. Um, folks at home, if you have any questions for uh, myself or Ty, uh, hey, if you're friends with, uh, you know, Will or Taylor on Facebook, feel free to shoot them a message. Um, I guess Ty roll the credits and tell people where they can find us at. And we're on iTunes and CastBox and several other, other uh, outlets. Yeah, uh, this is the uh, Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. You can pick us up on iTunes, CastBox, SoundCloud, Radio Nation, and Google Backwater Hustle, the fishing podcast. Subscribe. Subscribe. That's the big thing is subscribe. We don't know you're out there, and we can't help you if you don't subscribe. I know. I have a lot more people tell me that they listen to the show, and they even though I know they listen to it because they bring up stuff, but it doesn't show in the subscriber numbers, and I don't know why people don't subscribe or they do. I mean, I don't know how that all this stuff works. That's what he does, you know. So, But, uh, guys, appreciate you guys coming on, man. Appreciate it. It's been Thank fun. You very much. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks a lot, right, guys. Buddy. Hey, guys, you've been listening to the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Check us out on the web at backwaterhustle.wordpress.com. Or check us out on Facebook at Backwater Hustle, the fishing podcast. You can reach us at bckwaterhustle at gmail.com and hit us up on Instagram at, at bckwaterhustle. This has been the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Out.